Hey there, and welcome to the Jimmy's Table podcast at jimmystable.com. I'm your host, Jimmy Humphrey. I'm curiously evangelical, politically homeless, and a dreamer of small things. On this podcast, I'm having conversations about the intersection of faith, life, and culture. So if you have honest questions, aren't afraid to have difficult conversations, and want to have a little fun along the way, then pull up a chair. This podcast is for you. Well done, good and faithful servant. At least that's what Jesus is going to say at the end of the world after all have been judged for those who have followed him. And today's episode 113, I want to talk about the issue of loyalty and faithfulness. Um, But I want to start off today's podcast with a couple stories from my life about a few times I saw a lack of faithfulness in, in the lives of other individuals. Uh, But before I do that, I want to play this hilarious clip from The Office in which Dwight Schrute talks about loyalty. Would I ever leave this company? Look, I'm all about loyalty. In fact, I feel like part of what I'm getting paid for here is my loyalty. But if there were somewhere else that valued that loyalty more highly, I'm going wherever they value loyalty the most. (laughs) Pretty funny quote. I think we can all relate to it a little bit. Uh, you know, maybe we all have a sense of at work being loyal to our company and really putting ourselves out on the line and, and doing whatever is necessary to help the company that we work for succeed. Um, but at the end of the day, our loyalty can be bought, right? <laughs> but anyway, I digress. So today we're going to talk about faithfulness and loyalty. Um, and ultimately the attitude of being a servant. Um, but before we do so, I want to share a couple of stories from my life uh, that I think demonstrate the lack of faithfulness. Uh, I have you know, on purpose kept the genders of these individuals uh, vague because they are people I have known at some point in my life, and I don't want to mention their name. But uh, these, these stories always kind of stuck with me. Um, and something that's always just kind of been in the back of my mind when it has come to the issue of being faithful. First story, a fickle friend. So in college, I had a really good friend. They were quite the social creature, easily made friends anytime they were among strangers. My friend was quick-witted. They were smart, always had a big infectious smile and great laugh. They could easily become the life of any party, and they frequently did. And we hung out a lot. We were good friends, and we were good friends for a long time. But my friend had a problem. Anytime you made plans with this particular friend of mine, I wasn't always 100% sure that those plans would always materialize. They often did. But it wasn't too uncommon for there to sometimes be a last-minute phone call or text message ultimately canceling mutually agreed upon plans that, and this was kind of a quasi-normal behavior on their part. They were a good friend, but, you know, frankly, at the end of the day, if they found something they'd rather else do and somebody else they'd rather hang around, they would go do that instead. And just to be clear, this wasn't just a one-way thing with them. It wasn't just me that they were this way towards. They were this way towards... Other people, sometimes I would call them up and say, hey, you want to go do this, that, or the other? 
Uh, and they'd be like, sure, let me just go ahead and <laughs> tell me. Let me go ahead. I already had plans, but I want to cancel those plans so I can hang out with you. And that always kind of made me feel kind of bad on the inside because I was like, uh, well, they do the same to me that they're doing to this person and vice versa. And I don't like that about them. But, you know, friendships can be kind of weird sometimes, right? Uh, they can become kind of dysfunctional. And uh, this friendship definitely had dysfunction written all over it because this person wasn't very good at honoring their word and their commitment and uh that could have that eventually kind of became a problem and well we're not friends anymore say the least so second story this person was always late for worship i once went to a small church had on average less than 100 people and as you can imagine when you have a church of less than 100 people you don't have a lot of options when it comes to musicians and singers. So we made do with what we had. And for the most part, what we had was pretty good. It was just few and far in between. There's not always a lot of musicians available uh, in, in smaller congregations. But there was this one singer that, in my eyes, we constantly had a problem with. And the problem wasn't their singing. Their voice was perfectly fine. And their problem wasn't necessarily who they were as a person. They were a very sweet-hearted individual who loved the Lord and got along well with others. But they had a problem with their punctuality. They had a problem with showing up on time for church. And it wasn't entirely uncommon to see this individual not only miss music rehearsal in the mornings, um, but sometimes they didn't even show up to church on time. They wouldn't show up until five minutes later into service. This was kind of a regular thing of theirs. It was kind of a running joke that <laughs> about this individual. Like It was not uncommon for us to be singing in the middle of our first set and uh, at church and first song underway and for this individual to show up and just promptly walk up on the platform and join everybody else in singing. And it was tolerated. Uh, it wasn't liked, but it was tolerated. I don't know if how much was ever said to this individual, and I don't know what excuses was ever given. But I do know for, for several years that I went to this particular church that this particular individual continued to sing in the, the, the worship band or choir or whatever you want to call it. Yet, their ability to show up on time and their sense of punctuality... Uh, was always lacking, and it's kind of like, you know, what's the deal here, so-and-so? We have church every morning at this particular time. You know this is going to happen. Why can't you just show up <laughs> when you're expected? Uh, and they got a away with it for a while, and uh, I don't know what was said. Like I said, they were a nice person. I loved them. They were good. I, they were a great person on many levels, but their ability to show up was severely lacking. And a third story, and this one kind of hurts the most to share, um, but I had a friend that I went to Bible college with who was a minister, and less than a couple years into their marriage, and less than a couple years into their ministry, my friend cheated on their spouse with another employee at the church. They were still newlyweds, and they cheated on their spouse with somebody else. And needless to say, that created created a great deal of pain, not only with their spouse, but the community that they were involved with. 
including individuals my, like myself who, you know, thought very highly of this individual who was always, I was always very impressed with them. They were smart, uh, sharp as a tack. They, they loved the Lord. They loved other people. Um, and so it came quite as a shock to me when they eventually confessed their sins to me of how they cheated on their spouse. And it quite literally felt like a punch to the gut because I just couldn't imagine that this person that I knew and, and had been friends with for several years that, you know, attended their wedding and, and everything that, uh, they would be the type of individual who would cheat on their spouse. And, and while my friend for several years, them and their spouse tried to work things out and they tried to salvage their marriage. Um, and, uh, my friend eventually went back into ministry for a very brief season. Eventually though, everything collapsed and the act that had been done simply couldn't be undone. Um, and even though they restored a sense of faithfulness to their marriage after cheating, um, and, you know, they did the hard thing by stepping away from ministry for several years and going and getting a job at just some retail place and, and all that sort of stuff. And they worked on redeveloping their character um, and recommitting themselves to their spouse. The damage had already been done. The bomb had already gone off and things just weren't ever the same. And eventually that one indiscretion caused this individual's entire life to come crashing down. So I tell these stories just as, as a way of an example um, to talk about lack of faithfulness, what it is when people don't show up, when people don't follow through, when people don't do what you expect people who are supposed to be faithful to do. Um, and it might ask us then to ask, well, what is faithfulness? What does faithfulness ultimately look like? And while many di different definitions might be offered for faithfulness, I think at its core, faithfulness is about this orientation of the heart that provokes a loyalty and devotion to a person, thing, or cause. And because of this devotion, a kind of, I guess you could say, single-minded attitude is created in an individual whereby you ultimately become a servant to the thing that you are being faithful towards. Because at its heart, faithfulness is about having the attitude of a servant. And because you are a servant, you don't simply treat your friends in a fickle manner and blow them off when something better along comes the way. When you are a servant, you do the things like show up on time every time, as promised. And because you are a servant, <laughs> the idea of stepping out on your spouse is something that shouldn't even enter into your mind as something that you would even be willing to entertain. At the end of the day, God is the ultimate model of faithfulness. When we practice faithfulness, when we practice fidelity, when we practice loyalty, when we practice devotion, we ultimately find ourselves acting like God, for whom we sing the great Christian hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness. And instead of attempting to sing, Great is Thy Faithfulness, like I kind of just did, I thought I'd go ahead and pray uh, to, to play a brief clip of somebody else maybe singing it a little bit better than me. So let me play that clip real quick. Great is 
is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever with Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness, morning by morning new mercies I see, all I have needed thy hand hath provided, great is thy faithfulness, Hope you don't mind if I played the Carrie Underwood version of that song. Probably better than the uh, a deep baritone guy singing it out, you know, kind of in a boring manner. But hey, that was beautiful, right? Carrie Underwood singing Great Is Thy Faithfulness. Everybody's got to love some Carrie Underwood, right? And, you know, I think that's a great... The, the reason this hymn kind of sticks out here is because, you know, it, it teaches us that one of the, the primary characteristics of God um, is that of faithfulness. Um, our God is faithful, and the Bible makes much ado about that, just as this hymn that Carrie Underwood sang. And I only played part of it uh, to illustrate the hymn. And, you know, go listen to the rest of it. I've linked to it in the show notes at jimmystable.com if you want to check it out. Um, but, you know, we learned that in this hymn that our God is ultimately not like, you know, all the other gods that humanity has worshipped at some point in the world, uh, like all the pagan gods of old who change who they are and what they're about and what they do on a whim, who have no sense of character about them. Rather, our God is the God who changes not. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the everything in between. Our God is the everlasting Father who makes promises to his children that he ultimately keeps. Not a single word of his ever fails us. He is faithful and true. His word to us is yes and amen. And God's faithfulness is as sure as the fact that tomorrow will be a new day in which both the sun and the moon shall rise, a day in which God will show us fresh mercies and provide for all of our needs. And no matter what we are going through and no matter how tough life can be, we can be sure that God will always be there for us. He'll never leave us or forsake us. Our God is an ever-present help in a time of need, and he will always show up for us because God ultimately has our back. And because God is this way towards us, because he ultimately demonstrates his faithfulness towards us, and that he shows us how we ought to behave towards others, we can be faithful because God models for us what faithfulness ultimately looks like. And the model of faithfulness that God ultimately left for all of humanity was that of Jesus Christ on the cross. Jesus Christ came to the world not to do his own thing, but ultimately to do the will of his Father who sent him. The Bible teaches that he came not to lead, but to serve, and to willfully surrender his life as a sacrifice for others, and in the process, experiencing the types of sufferings that only a servant would ultimately know about.
And so with such a remarkable example for us to follow, where God himself models faithfulness for us, then what manner of people ought we to be? Well, one thing's for sure. There should be no room in our life for being a fickle, fair-weathered friend who frequently blows other people off, constantly bailing on people, ghosting each other. Uh, You know, somebody that you would consider a friend, but somebody who ultimately bails on you. It's not exactly something we should be known for. (laughs) You know, or if we're employed or we volunteer somewhere to participate in something, showing up consistently on time every time, that shouldn't be a problem, right? Not to say, of course, there aren't things that may happen outside of our ability to control from time to time that causes us, you know, to show up work late and and that sort of thing. But when those things happen, we should clearly communicate to all interested third parties that, hey, something outside of my control has happened Please forgive and excuse my tardiness. I'll be there as soon as I can. But such things should be rare. Showing up to work or to church or family functions on time shouldn't be a regular life challenge. We should be able to so organize the things in our lives because we're operating with the heart of a servant because we have this sense of fidelity that we're serving something greater than ourselves and that we're devoted to this thing, person, or cause that, you know, being late shouldn't be a thing that happens to us on a regular basis. And if we are showing up somewhere late, well, we need to rectify the situation and better plan our life. Because if our life is so chaotic that we can't allow ourselves to be devoted to the things that we're pledging fidelity to, well, then the question is, are you really faithful to them? Are you really loyal? Are you really committed? Are you really devoted, like you say? And finally, I think it goes almost without saying, but as the saying goes, dance with the girl that brought you. You know, it's estimated that infidelity rates among married couples, and I linked to a study in the show notes at jimmystable.com, somewhere around 30 to 40%, which is uh, seems astonishingly high. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, if our God is a model of faithfulness, If you come to your marriage with the heart of a servant that is devoted to your spouse to serve them and their needs, their wants and their desires, if you have that attitude, that that attitude of mutual submission and service to one another, then straying from your spouse shouldn't ever really be a major problem. It shouldn't be hard to avoid romantic encounters with other people because you come to your marriage with that sense of fidelity, with that sense of service, with that pledged devotion, with that commitment to forsake all others. So everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey, short little podcast this week at jimmystable.com. I hope I've given you something to chew on when it comes to being faithful. Um, Because at the end of the day, I think when, when it's time for judgment, we want to hear that promise Uh, that Christ promises us in the scripture that if we're faithful to him, if we're devoted to him, if we follow him with all of our hearts, that one day when we enter into judgment, that he'll simply look at us and say, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your maker to your master. 
And I think we have to have that attitude not only to Christ, but the individuals in our lives, the causes in our lives, the things in our lives that we feel are worth showing up and being devoted towards. And for that way towards Christ, we ought to be that way towards others. So everybody, whatever your situation in life, do a little introspection. Ask, am I blowing my friends off? You know, am I showing up to work on time? (laughs) You know, am I committed to my spouse, like I say? You know, ask those hard questions. Those might be hard questions to answer. Hopefully they're not too hard for you to answer. You know, especially that third one. Oh my gosh, God forbid. Um, But you know, I think all these issues can ultimately be solved. We simply take up the mind of Christ and have the heart of a servant. To know that we're pledging our fidelity, our loyalty, and devotion and orientation of our hearts and the ordering of our lives to somebody, to something, to someone else other than simply fulfilling our own selfish desires. So let us have the heart of a servant. And I think in due process and in due time, all those things that you might be struggling with in your life regarding faithfulness will ultimately work themselves out. So everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey, jimmystable.com. Hope you've enjoyed this podcast. If you have, I'd love to hear back from you. Email me, jimmy at jimmystable.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, be sure to, to leave a review on Apple or wherever else you can leave reviews so that you can help other people find this podcast. Again, I covet your five-star reviews, so don't leave me anything less. <laughs> There's somebody out there that actually did, and that disappoints me. It hurts. It's kind of like, you know, I show up week after week to be faithful to you guys, no matter how busy I am, except for that one time I took a brief little uh, vacation for a couple of weeks. I show up faithfully every week, no matter how busy I am, no matter what I have going on in my life, to make this awesome, great content for you. So like it and share it with others. Share it on Facebook. Share it on Twitter. And if you haven't already, go to jimmystable.com slash subscribe, and you can find your favorite way to subscribe, either through Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google or any other way that you may listen to podcasts, or you can simply sign up for the newsletter just by entering your email address, or you can go to the Facebook page or the Twitter page. All those things can be found at jimmystable.com slash subscribe. Everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey at Jimmy's Table Podcast, jimmystable.com, where I'm having conversations about the intersection of faith, life, and culture. Take care, everybody. God bless, and have a good one. Oh, yeah, and be faithful. Show up next week to listen to me again. (laughs) All right, everybody. Take care. God bless. That's all I have to say about that. That's the right on, man. You said it all.